Hello, everyone, and welcome to David and Nicole's Survivor Podcast. I am David, and with me, as always, is... Nicole! Hi, guys! How are you doing, Nicole? Well, David, I have a cold, but I'm doing this podcast in new ways. That's good. Fighting through. I like yep. it. <laughs> Another good episode of Survivor. Wasn't great, wasn't spectacular, but good. It had its moments. What did you think? I said it was a good, not great episode, had its moments. What did you think? Yeah, that wasn't one of my favorite episodes, but there were definitely moments that I enjoyed a lot. So uh, before we start talking about the episode, why don't we do some Survivor announcements? First, Nicole, do you have an announcement? Yep. The ratings for this week was 10.8 million. So, so we can move up. We can always do better, guys. I know we have American Idol and now Dancing with the Stars is back, but come on, Survivor is better than both of those shows. Who really wants to watch people sing and dance when you can watch Philip? <laughs> I've made my case. Mm-hmm. Also, I posted another article on our website, survivorpodcast.blogspot.com, pretty much talking about what classifies someone as being one of the best players of Survivor. What does that exactly mean? What does that entail? If you want to hear more about it, check out the, the article that I posted and let me know your opinions. Give me comments. I'd love to, to hear what you have to say. So should we start talking about this episode, Nicole? Yeah, let's do it. All right. So let's talk about some memorable moments from episode six of Survivor Redemption Island. First, you had uh, Philip. How can Philip not be memorable? Philip had a big argument, big blowout. It felt like it was building up, building up, and it finally exploded with the girls, especially Ashley and Natalie. Mm-hmm. Now, the girls, or at least from what we see, are not doing anything around camp. They're sort of just lying there, tanning and plucking each other's armpit hairs, <laughs> which was rather a disturbing image. <laughs> Yeah, I, I didn't really appreciate watching that. <laughs> I could understand why Philip got upset. But in Survivor, it's never a good idea to lose your cool, as we have seen countless times in previous seasons. You never want to get in a big fight or argument with someone, because it could come back and haunt you in the end. Philip sort of exploded on them, told them that he was their red stepchild. <laughs> he forgot the headed part. He said it in his confessional, but then when he was yelling at them, he didn't say it. So then he was just their red stepchild. (laughs) And then my favorite part of the fight is when he goes, and I'll follow you too. I'll keep following you. I don't care. And then he starts following Ashley, and Ashley goes, you're not my dad, (laughs) Philip." Yeah, I felt bad for Ashley. She was, like, trying to walk away, and Philip was just following her. It's like, oh my goodness, leave her alone. <laughs> yeah, Philip lost his cool, couldn't take it anymore, and really wanted people to pull their weight. And he said, well, Andrea usually does work, but not the other two. <laughs> like, oh, Andrea. <laughs> I love the mispronunciations from Philip almost as I love all the misspellings from Ralph. They're two of my favorite things in the episodes this season. I find it entertaining that they both verbally and grammatically butcher people's names. Mm -hmm. I also really liked what Rob had to say about all of it. That he kind of liked that Ashley and Natalie kind of sit around and don't do anything around camp. Because it makes people not like them. 
And so there's no chance that they're going to really win. And I thought that was a very interesting perspective on it. Exactly. Rob knows the key to this game, and the key to this game isn't even having the best strategy. It's being likable, and he knows by them being lazy and not doing anything, that makes them less likable than other people, including himself. That's also why he enjoys keeping Philip, because he is very unlikable as well. So it was very smart of him, and also very smart he had to become the peacemaker and, and tell Philip, hey, we need to keep this tribe strong in unity for the challenges so we can win. It's very good. And then to solidify his alliance with the girls, after Philip left, he went back and mocked Philip. (laughs) (laughs) So, playing very well, I must admit. When have I not said that Rob has been playing this game well? He, He is playing this game almost flawlessly, and it's his fourth time, and you can definitely tell that it is. What's another uh, memorable moment from this past episode for you, Nicole? I thought it was funny at Redemption Isle, Andrea kind of turned on Matt. She was just very angry that Krista gave her Bible to Matt when she was leaving. And she was just like, you know what? I don't really trust him anymore. I'm not too sure that I want him back in the game anymore. And I think he could be a big threat and all of this. <laughs> and it was just very interesting because this whole time she's been like waiting for him to keep winning and then get back in the game so they can continue their alliance and relationship together. And now she's just like, I don't think I trust him anymore. <laughs> yeah, she was just like, well, I thought Matt and I had a good bond and everything, but then she, it looks like he's bonded with Krista as well. So I don't... I don't know. I'm like, really? You didn't even see them. All you saw was that she gave him a Bible. (laughs) Yeah. And once again, Matt being nice comes back to haunt him. (laughs) Yeah. What was he thinking? Yeah. You should be mean to people, Matt. Come on. (laughs) Any other memorable moments for you? Also, when Omatepe was at their reward, there was a hidden immunity idol clue. And... Rob noticed it. He decided not to try to get it, but Grant got it, and they went over to read it, and Philip noticed what they were doing, and it was just very humorous. Philip, just the the things that he says and the ways that he, like, in his confessional threatens to take down Rob, it's just really amusing to me. Well, and you can't forget that we now know that Philip and his alliance with Grant and Rob has a name. It is called Stealth R Us. <laughs> and they each have nicknames and everything. And then he starts going back to his patriotic things of uh, how he served his country uh, like for four years. I don't remember how many months in like 13 days. Like he had it down to the days. <laughs> and... Yeah, it was very humorous to me just to see how first he's going to get back at them and destroy them, and then he tells us about their nicknames, and then he goes back to the patriotic and how you can't do this to America. (laughs) (laughs) So, very interesting. We'll see if it comes back to bite Grant and Rob in the butts, but... Once again, Rob and Grant dominating the clues, and none of the girls even suspect a thing, you know? 
I, do they even know that there are clues? <laughs> I, I don't really know. Uh, one other memorable moment was obviously uh, Sarita and Stephanie. It was sort of a back and forth of who was going to go out. And it, sort of a basic, do you keep someone because of their strength or do you keep someone because they're loyal and trust? And how do you measure that? And especially at this point in the game, you're getting to 12 and then at some point, times the tribes merge at 12. Other times it's at 10 or 9 or 11. So it's really interesting times. So you have to weigh out is strength in the challenges going to be more beneficial than loyalty. Mm-hmm. You pretty much had a lot of people who you could see go either way, and then David was sort of really on on Stephanie's side and wanting to get Sarita out. And we saw some conflict from them last episode with the whole argument of, about the puzzle challenge and everything. It ended up being that they chose trust over strength and we will see in our hot topics coming up later we'll talk about if we think that is a good or bad decision Mm -hmm. yeah i it was just very interesting like sarita is kind of a weak player she definitely like thinks about the game i think and you know stephanie is definitely thinking about the game all the time but stephanie i think is more of a threat as far as her strategies and stuff like that. So, I don't know, just very interesting, those two girls and comparing them. Yeah, you have Sarita, who according to Steve is an uptown girl, complaining that she has an infection in her tooth or her gum. And mm-hmm. and you you got to know on Survivor when you're living with people 24-7, when someone's constantly complaining, they're a real downer. And you you definitely don't want to be living with them for that long. So that was another factor, I think, in why people were were somewhat willing to let go of Sarita. Mm-hmm. Well, let's talk about some standout players this episode. Uh, who's the standout player for you, Nicole? For me, a standout player would be Ashley. You know, she had that whole argument with Philip and everything. She definitely talks more than Natalie. You know, Natalie kind of just stood there during the argument, like, eh. But Ashley was, like, fighting back, kind of. So she's definitely a standout player. She doesn't really impress me very much the way she lays around and has her spa days and everything like that. It doesn't seem like she's really playing the game that well. What do you think about her? Yeah, Ashley's interesting, uh, she's in. I think she feels too safe. She's in a majority alliance, and when you're comfortable, then you don't have to worry about strategy. You don't have to worry about anything. You can just sort of sit back and relax. And I think that's what annoys Philip the most: the fact that she is safe, therefore doesn't do anything. But she isn't really in a dangerous position. So as far as strategy-wise, I guess she is playing the game well. I mean, she's not in danger of being voted out or anything. But we do know that in Survivor, if you get too comfortable, then and you are not aware of your surroundings, things can change quickly, and next thing you know, you're on your way out. I think Ashley has potential. She just needs to constantly be aware and realize what's going on. Yep. Another standout player was, of course, Philip. Philip is entertaining, but strategy-wise, not the best survivor player. 
Obviously, it was not very smart to have an outburst in front of the entire camp and start yelling at half of your tribe. At the same time, you know, Rob saw that as, hmm, he's even more unlikable, maybe I should keep him. But he definitely has no shot to win the game. I don't, I don't think he could ever win the game at this point, unless he did a complete 180. But even then, I don't... I don't think that's possible. Philip is being who he is. Very entertaining, yes. Strategy, no. Yeah, I I just don't understand Philip at all, the way his mind works and everything. I do understand his frustration, though, of the two girls not doing much around camp and him working hard. I can understand why that would be frustrating. Oh, yes, totally. I agree, yeah. I He had every right to be upset, just in Survivor, it, the, it's not a good idea to make a public outburst about it. Right, yeah. You need to bottle that up and then secretly say it to some of the other tribe members so then, you know, they'll start to think, hmm, maybe we should get rid of them. But it's never good to just have a public outburst. Mm-hmm. Um, another standout player would be Stephanie. You know, she was really working hard this episode to try to stay in the game she sort of made this bond with David because David just wants to win challenges. And he is not really liking Sarita at the moment, especially after their fight. And so he would much rather have Stephanie around than Sarita because Stephanie puts forth um, more effort into the challenges. You know, Stephanie was trying to talk to different people, trying to persuade them that she should stay in the game. Yeah, Stephanie, very strong. She's she's never going to give up. She's a fighter, and I think that's why some people were reluctant to get rid of her. Um, we'll talk a bit more about what went wrong and why she got out of everything later on. Let's talk about Steve. I, I think he was another standout player. Last week when we had Sean on the show, um, both you and Sean agreed that, that Steve was sort of the leader of the group. And I can sort of see that more than anyone else. I mean, he definitely seemed to be the one that Stephanie instantly went to to try to make amends and everything. But I think what I've come to the conclusion is, is I don't think there is a leader in the six. Which is why one minute... It, it appears that one person is on the out, and then the very next episode, a different person is on the out. Because I don't think they've really formed a hierarchy in the group. I think that Krista was right when she was calling them the Brady Bunch and everything. And I, I think that they're sort of just happy where they are, and they maybe haven't really started to build those strategies within the six. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I still see him as a bit of a leader and everything. Um, but it is true that their alliance is very interesting. It is kind of, I don't, I don't know if you would say weak, but it, you know, you don't really know who's in charge and who's in on the outs and everything like that because everyone kind of has their own idea of how they want to play the game and what they want to do. So it's interesting. Yeah, and I don't think anyone's really fighting right now to make those inner workings to try to be number one in the six. I think right now their only focus was six and not number one of six, you know. And it can be dangerous to try to be like the leader of your alliance because then people 
might start viewing you as a threat and try to vote you out. Yes, but at the same point, you always want to be running the show, whether people are, you don't want them to publicly know you are, but you usually can see that there's some person who's sort of in control of the other ones. But at times, it's sort of appeared that Sarita has been that, that Steve has been that, and that even some of the other people have been that. So it hasn't seemed to me like there's one person specifically in control of this group. So they're a democracy. (laughs) (laughs) I guess so. (laughs) Let's talk about David. David was interesting because he was very adamant that they keep Stephanie. David was all about getting rid of Sarita, and I don't really know what the full reason of that was. Was it to better himself in the Alliance of Six? Was it just that he didn't like Sarita, or was it that he was just trying to win challenges and he knew that Stephanie would be better? I don't know what his motivation was behind it, but he definitely, where all the other ones were sort of just considering it, he definitely put all of his eggs into the keep Stephanie basket. Mm-hmm. Which, I don't know if that was the smartest move or not. She, he ended up voting for Sarita, even though Stephanie was the one who got voted out. And it will be interesting next week to see if there are any repercussions of that action. Yeah, I'm wondering now if he sort of put himself on the outs of that alliance or what's going to come of that. I don't know. Yep, it's something. Stay tuned. I think we're going to see more of David as the show continues. And uh, it will be interesting to see if Zapatera does lose again, who is going to be the first one out of the six. Is it going to be Sarita? Is it going to be David? Is it going to be someone we don't even expect? Who knows? Any other standout players for you, Nicole? Alright, so Sarita was a standout player because she's someone who at some points seems to be kind of calling some of the shots and stuff like that for her alliance. And there was talk of voting her out. You know, she's not the strongest player when it comes to challenges and everything like that. And she complains a lot with her um, toothache or whatever it was. You you know, she seems kind of annoying and people just don't really like how she complains that much. Yeah. If you take last week's episode to this week's, there's definitely a big shift. We saw Sarita sort of in charge at the challenge, sort of telling people what to do. And then this week, we see her at the bottom where everyone wants to get rid of her and she's just whining and complaining. So you got to think the truth is somewhere in the middle there. And obviously, she still has some pull in the tribe because she wasn't voted out. It'll be interesting to see next week where her position is as well. I think her and David are the two that we need to watch and see is one sort of at the bottom or is the other... And, and where they exactly lie within the Zapatera 6. Right, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. So let's move on to the Purple Kelly Award. We give this to the person who didn't really say anything in the episode at all, wasn't really vital to anything, and once again, our winner is Natalie. Although Natalie was there for a lot of it, I think she only said one sentence the entire episode, and it was pretty much all Ashley, and look, there's Natalie next to her. Right. Well, congratulations. Yes. Congratulations, Natalie, for once again winning the Purple Kelly Award. Hopefully you'll lose in upcoming episodes and we'll get to know more about you. So let's talk about Redemption Island then and all the ordeals that happened this week. Redemption Island started with Krista coming while Matt was asleep. 
And, it, you know, they started talking and everything like that. It was interesting how they were bonding with each other because they had this connection with their faith. They're both very strong Christians. And they were able to talk about that when Matt hadn't really had a chance to connect with someone in that way yet. Then she sort of threw out there that she was going to, you know, give him a run for his money at the challenge, though. And <laughs> but, um, you know, that day they prayed together, you know, gave it all up to God, and then they went to that challenge. Yep, and uh, Chris's luxury item was a Bible, so they were sort of uh, reading scripture together, sort of getting prepared mentally for the challenge, which ended up being that they had a grappling hook and had to throw it and collect three bags. Inside one bag was a ball. You had to get that ball and move it through a maze, and there were lots of holes in the maze so that the ball could drop out of, and if you got your ball all the way to the end in the finish net, you were the winner. So when it went to the grappling hooks, Krista was bam, 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 one, two, three. And next thing you know, she is has a, quite a lead against Matt. But the thing you got to give to Matt is he never loses his cool. He's always calm no matter what the challenge is, no matter if he's behind or if he's ahead. He stays calm and cool and collected. He gets his ball, he goes up, and he ends up winning once again, four for four, and Krista is out. And of course, on her way out, she gives her Bible to Matt. Sort of a symbolic gesture there. Andrea didn't really like it. But we have another another duel behind us, and the only winner ever on Redemption Island is still Matt. Yep. You know, I was kind of worried for Matt. For a while, I really thought that Krista was going to win it. (laughs) <laughs> like, if I were Matt, I would have started getting nervous. Like, Jeff, the way he talks sometimes, it's like he's trying to get the people to freak out. He's like, Matt, you got to get that bag open. You got to get your ball out, you know. And he's, like, working on it. So, you know, he just kept his cool, which is amazing, very impressive. And he ended up winning. So, I, yeah, I was very surprised and happy that that happened. Yeah, he definitely has the home court advantage right now. He's used to it all. He knows he knows the ordeal, and, and people coming don't quite fully know what to expect. So mm-hmm. I think at any challenge right now, my money has to be on Matt to win. Yeah. So we talked about Redemption Island. Let's talk about the challenge, another classic challenge that they brought back. We had slingshots that contestants had to fire and launch balls, and then other people on their tribe were standing a ways away with nets and had to catch the balls. This challenge was not even close. We had Natalie flinging the balls, flinging the balls for Oma Tempe, and Philip awkwardly standing behind her. Yeah, you had Stephanie and David doing the slingshot for. Zapatera. So it was totally a shutout. Omatempe got five balls in a row, while Zapatera got zero. Four of them were from Grant. Grant is a former football player. I think he knows something about running and catching balls. (laughs) So he was able to outmaneuver Mike and get four out of the five balls that their team needed to win. 
he and Natalie had a good connection going on. And so much so that Mike was grabbing on to Grant's shirt to try to stop him and basically ripped his shirt off from him. But despite getting the shirt ripped off, uh, Ometepe still ended up winning. Grant ended up dominating. And Zapatero would be going back to tribal council. And as a reward, Ometepe got to see Jesus. <laughs> they got a reward where they got to go eat a big fancy meal up next to a statue, a huge giant statue of Jesus. So Jesus was very prevalent in this episode of Survivor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was very interesting. It looked like a nice reward, though. You know, the challenge is kind of disappointing since it wasn't close at all. But, you know, it's still a cool challenge. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't neck and neck or anything, but I found it still very entertaining. Great to see that Omatempe was doing so well. It got to the point where I think this is the first time where Omatempe clearly dominated Zapatera. The other two times they won, one was in contention because the other tribe threw it, and the other one, Rob barely squeaked it out with the puzzle. So it was nice to see Omatempe sort of show that they are competitors and they are just as strong as Zapatera. Yep. So let's talk about some hot topics then. Now, getting rid of Stephanie instead of Sarita, good or bad? What are your thoughts on it, Nicole? I still haven't entirely made up my mind on it. I think that it's since it is getting kind of late in the game, that a, a merge will probably be coming up soon, and that it is important to have a strong alliance made up of people that you trust. And, you know, Stephanie, like, they just can't trust her. She is someone who would probably switch over and join the other tribe. So, you know, I I, I guess I think that they made the right decision, even though Stephanie might have helped them win another challenge. So you're going to say good? Yes. You know, it was interesting for me. Obviously now they are tied with Omatempe with 6 and 6. I don't think they are going to merge next episode. Generally, when they have 18, it's more of an 11 or 10 merge. So, I don't know. They need to win. But, was Stephanie really that good in challenges? Was she that much better than Sarita? I don't think she was. I don't think either of them, it was make or break. I think it's going to ultimately be up to their guys and if they can beat the guys of Omatempe. While I do think strength is important for keeping numbers, I don't think that Stephanie was like the strongest person out there and could dominate the challenges if she stayed. So I think they made the right move. It's always better to keep someone you trust than someone who is ready to turn on you. And even if it had been a merge, they would have been in so much trouble then because Stephanie would have flopped over and voted with them so fast. So I am also going to say it was a smart decision for them to get Stephanie out. As I personally would have been more entertained to see Sarita out, to see that switch happen, I think it would have ended on a much better high. Strategy-wise, it was probably better for them to get rid of Stephanie. So let's talk about Philip then. Can Philip do damage to Rob and his game? We've seen in the past two episodes how he is going to take Rob and his alliance down. Do you think this is possible? Is Philip just all talk? Does he actually have the power to screw things up for Rob? I want to say no. I really don't think that Philip has the kind of power to really mess things up or whatever because it, you know, Rob had such a strong alliance and he plays such a good game. 
But after like seeing the previews for next time on Survivor, I started to wonder, you know, what's going on? Everyone's going crazy, and maybe Rob will be in trouble. Maybe Philip will reveal that they're looking for a hidden immunity idol and that kind of thing. Or maybe, maybe CBS is just messing with you to throw you off. Well, you know, maybe that too. So I, I, I'm really not sure. I mean, we'll see. Philip can do lots of things. He can, he can definitely mess up plans and alliances that people have. That's evident from the very first episode. So who knows? So can Philip do damage to Rob's game? Yes. I'm gonna have to agree with you. I think. Yeah, I obviously saw when you align with Philip, he can t- turn on you at any moment, and that can come back to haunt you, as we saw with Francesca and Christina. At the same time, though, I I would like to think that Rob is much smarter than them, so even if he does somehow reveal something, Rob has a way to fix it. But I can see if Philip reveals somehow that, that Rob has the idol and has been keeping a secret from Natalie and Ashley and Andrea and everything, I can see how the girls may then want to turn on him to get rid of the idol and everything and feel betrayed that, that he didn't tell them. Mm-hmm. So to me, I think he can do damage, but I think Rob is smart enough to counter it so it really won't make a difference. And he always has the idol in his back pocket, so if something were to go down, he could play it. Yep. All right, well then let's move on to David's five funniest moments. Uh, This is where I take five moments from this past episode and rank them as I go from the fifth funniest all the way down to the first. So let's start with number five. I loved that after Philip exploded and then Rob came and told him that he needs to make peace and everything and calm down, Rob then goes back to the girls and starts mocking Philip. <laughs> that made yeah. me laugh. It's interesting how quick he can turn, and he, he really is playing both sides here, and it, it greatly amused me. Number four, I had Philip at the challenge. Jeff just sort of making fun of him, asking him if he was going to bring out the gorilla or the lion for this challenge, and he said both. And then Steve had a nice gesture for him. It was just a funny interaction Philip had at the challenge. And I thought it was really amusing to bring the gorilla and the lion back. Number three, good old Ralph and his spelling. This time he spelled it Stephanie. (laughs) S-T-I-P-H-I-N-I-E. I love how he can get all the consonants right, but when it comes to vowels... I don't think that Ralph can tell the difference. (laughs) I don't think he realizes that I's, E's, and A's, and O's all sound different. (laughs) (laughs) That is the only thing that is not somewhat boring about Zapatera going to tribal council, is that I get to see Ralph butcher someone's name. All right, number two was Philip's outburst with the whole... Red stepchild to the, oh, I'll follow you. You're not my dad, Philip. The whole thing was greatly amusing to me. (laughs) I'm really glad he had the outburst, even though it was probably detrimental to his game. So keep up the fights, Philip. And my number one, Stealth R Us. (laughs) (laughs) Philip's name for his alliance with Robin Grant. And then they all have nicknames. Uh, Philip is the specialist. Rob is the mentalist, and Grant is the assassinator. (laughs) (laughs) 
I, I thought this was great, and even his whole speech adding the patriotic federal agent stuff uh, just added that much more to it. But uh, when he started telling me the nicknames of Stealth Aros, I really started cracking up. <laughs> and that is the number one funniest moment from episode six of Redemption Island. Now it's time for Nicole's dumbest move of the week. Take it away, Nicole. All right. I would say that Philip yelling at Ashley and Natalie was a very dumb move. In Survivor, you shouldn't have outbursts like that, and people aren't really going to like you or appreciate you or want you to win the game when you're doing things like that that make you so unlikable. Now, I I don't think that he was likable before, but still, you know, having that big outburst, it really didn't accomplish anything besides people getting madder at him. So congratulations, Philip. You are the winner of the dumbest move. All right. Another great dumb move, Nicole. Mm-hmm. I definitely agree. Uh, outbursts are never smart on Survivor. Yeah. So now it's time for David and Nicole's Survivor Play of the Day. This is where Nicole and I both choose one of the most memorable or impactful moments from the previous episode. We make our cases why one of us concedes and we will have a winner. So, this week, I have David voting for Sarita at Tribal Council as my play of the day. I think this will become very impactful as we get on to future episodes. I think this feud-slash-rift between David and Sarita is going to get larger and larger, and eventually one of them is going to go. I think the play of the day was Omatepe winning the challenge. I think it was just really great for them to win by such a landslide like that. And it shows that the tribe really does have a lot of strength that they really, you know, you really didn't see towards the beginning. But now it's becoming more obvious that they are a force to be reckoned with and that Zapatero does have a big challenge ahead of them. Yeah, I agree with you. Winning the challenge is big, but I think... If, if we're talking about looking forward and seeing the destruction of the Zapatera 6 alliance, the implosion, as you will, I think this is all going to come back to this rift between David and Sarita, and, and David now voting to vote Sarita off instead of Stephanie, I think is going to be very impactful as we move on. Mm. Yeah, I think, I think that both of the things are suggesting are very impactful in the game but i i think i'll go with yours all right very good and we are now three three tied (laughs) so david switching sides and voting for sarita is the play of the day all right so let's move on to what went wrong let's talk about stephanie sort of what went wrong for her game and what she could have done differently to stay alive I think, first off, she shouldn't have aligned herself with Russell. If she had formed an alliance with other people, not him, then she probably would have gotten a lot farther in the game. I know she was trying to think, okay, this is what's happened in the past. Russell has taken these girls all the way till the end. So she wanted that to happen again. But she wasn't really thinking that, what are the chances of people letting that happen again? Yeah, I definitely agree. Aligning with Russell wasn't the smartest move. She had to have known Russell was going to be a huge threat coming into this game. 
He's played twice, he's made it to the finals twice, and he's very abrasive in his strategy. People aren't going to be well receptive of that, especially now that they know how he plays. So I think choosing different people at the beginning of the game would have probably been a far better move. But also, as soon as Russell was voted out, she should have immediately been starting to suck up and trying to uh, get back on the good graces of the Zapatera Six. I think she waited too long. It was a case of a little too little too late. She waited. She was. She and Krista were still both like, we're not going to do anything to mend the ties with them. And I think that really hurt her. If the day after Russell was voted out, she could have tried to mend those fences a little better. Who knows? Maybe they would have kept her over Sarita. You know, if they if she would have had six days to sort of mend the fence instead of one or two, I think we could have seen a different outcome. I agree, yeah. She just waited too long to try to get everyone on her side, and by then it was too late. Yeah. And then also not proving herself enough in the challenges. It would have been one thing if they had lost the challenge, but Stephanie had done really well and tried to bring them closer and everything. But she wasn't really an impact on this challenge at all. I mean, she didn't necessarily hurt them, but she didn't help them either. She wasn't a huge asset in the challenge. And I think if she would have shown that she was stronger and was a better help, it could have saved her more as well. Yeah. So those are our thoughts on what went wrong with Stephanie. Uh, if you have another idea of what went wrong, hey, c- give us a comment. Let us know. We'd love to hear from So let's talk about next time on Survivor. So pretty much, next episode is everyone versus their sanity. Uh, Everyone starts to go crazy, apparently, on both tribes. And it it was very interesting to to see little little glimpses of what is going to happen next episode. What were your thoughts, Nicole? Yeah, all I got from it was that everyone goes crazy. I didn't understand anything else about the preview. (laughs) Rob said he may be in trouble. I, I don't know. Yeah, it was just uh, 30 seconds of pure, utter chaos. <laughs> mm-hmm. it, it should be another good episode, if not great. I'm hoping for great. I think the first four episodes of this season were great. We've had two good episodes. They weren't bad, but they were somewhat predictable. Mm-hmm. Uh, but still entertaining. Good episodes. I'm hoping we can go back to the great. I want, I want great again. Me too. So let's make some predictions. First off, who's going to win the next challenge, Omatempe or Zapatera? Um, I think Omatempe is on a roll here, so I think they're going to win. Yep. They, they definitely have the momentum on their side. I think I'm going to go against you, though. I think Zapatera could pull it together and come out with a win. You never know. Mm-hmm. And it would be interesting to see then... Maybe if if Rob does start losing ground, it can Philip somehow turn the tides. I think that would be really interesting to to watch unfold. So I'm gonna go against you and say Zapatero win. Okay. So who do you think's going to get voted out then, Nicole? I think it's gonna be Sarita. Because even though David might be kind of on the outs now, I think that Sarita is weaker and people are kind of annoyed by her so they'll probably get rid of her okay and my prediction is philip even though he's looking to stir up some trouble i don't think it's enough to save him i know we've like predicted him to go out for the next past three four episodes but i think if 
Ometempe loses, then Philip is going to be gone. And finally, who do you think is going to win Redemption Island, Matt or Stephanie? Um, I'm going to have to go with Matt. I am as well. I can't bet against Matt at this point. He's, it seems like there's no challenge that he, that he can lose at this point. So there are predictions. One of us will be right. The other probably will be completely wrong. It's usually me. We will see what happens. That's all I have for this episode. Nicole, do you have anything else? Nope, that's it. All right. Well, you should check out our website. Check out the new article. Plus, all our podcasts are up there. And the website, once again, is survivorpodcast.blogspot.com. Check us out comment we love to hear your comments on the episodes or the articles anything you want also you can check us out on itunes david and nicole survivor podcast and you can subscribe and favorite us and rate us five stars and leave comments there as well so check us out on the web we'd love to hear from you and we look forward to talking again next week about survivor redemption island this is david saying goodbye and this is nicole saying adios